0: Welcome back to the Nonsense Podcast. This is episode three, and uh, today I have the privilege of being joined by Eddie Petershagen. Is that how you pronounce it? Hey, Peter Shagen. Peter Shagen. Damn, I can't believe I got oh. that wrong. And Dude. Nicholas Crispy.
1: Uh, uh, hello.
0: <laughs> and they are, uh, respectfully, uh, rhythm lovers. guitar and drummer lovers. of What Makes Sense and Lovers. Something like that. Hmm. So, guys, mm-hmm. how's it going?
2: It's going fucking swell. Man, I guess it's going as good as it can be for being stuck in the, this fucking room. Here.
1: <laughs> he's oh. complaining like he don't love that shit. He made that his fortress, God, and he's all like, mm, I'm stuck. Quarantine sucks. He uh, loves life right now. Yay. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> no, I was built for this.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Oh. So, um, yeah, today we're going to be talking about just, like, how you guys met. Because, you know, I know you guys Mm -hmm. have been friends for quite some time. Um, You know, the bands and projects you guys have been in. uh, I want to hear everything from, like, your craziest shows, worst experiences, um, possible lawsuits. I know there was some crazy shit with that.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And and,
0: um, then, Nick, I want to, like, turn it to you later on and just talk about, like, you know music production and pick your brain on that. Okay. All right. Yes. Sounds good. So, guys, walk me through from when you guys first met and started, you know, performing together.
1: Well, I laid my eyes on Eddie when I was like really young playing baseball because he was a oh talk that he, talk. He man. was a left-handed catcher, and I wanted to be a catcher. And my coach kept saying a lefty can't be a catcher, and I was like, he's catching. Why can't I catch? But then they ended up letting me do it, but I never talked to Eddie. And then in ninth grade, Eddie made me lick deodorant off a telephone pole. And it's, oh, it's, been, his, <laughs> it's oh. been history ever since. He told me I could go to a party with him and drink 40s if I – you know. he was like, try this deodorant. And he pretended to lick it, and he licked it, but he switched the fingers when he put it in his mouth. And then I just took a whole glob off the fucking pole and just oh. put it right in my mouth. And he was like,
2: Meanwhile, meanwhile, me, I'm over here just trying to get into the party. Yeah, I, <laughs> you know, I was just—that's just the way the food chain works.
1: <laughs> there was no invite that was going to happen, but I went home with uh, nah, some nice white guard in my mouth, <laughs> feeling right. Lisa, your, your it breath smelled an Irish good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it
0: smelled,
1: like, it smelled like eighth grade armpits, ninth grade armpits.
0: Oh my god! So wow, what—that's <laughs> a hell of a first experience.
2: <laughs> yeah." That is a
0: – yeah, it's so, yeah,
2: it, it was definitely an experience. Um, So when man, when did you guys get into music? Of course, way back.
1: Well, Eddie, you want to talk about yours and I'll talk about mine? No, I take it, Nick. All right, so I started playing bass when I was little because I found a bass in my dad's closet, and I was like, oh, shit, what's this? And I had a Gene Simmons mask, and I was like, oh, I'm going to make this happen. Oh, it's rad. Yeah. And so uh, for a long time, I was just like, you know, just hitting around on it. I started taking lessons for a little bit. And then I was like, fuck this. My brother was taking drum lessons while I was taking bass lessons. And so we had a drum set. And I just thought the drums were like very, I don't know, expressive. Because like when you can hammer on like a stringed instrument. But like my upbringing, like my family lifestyle wasn't super – Easy going at times, so I figured I felt like the drums were just like my best option on taking out like aggression, and it felt good, and I I just really fell in the lo- dr- in love with the drums then. But my early like projects and bands I was in, I always played bass, and then the last band I was in that ended up signing with that shitty company, fucking, we lost our drummer because he had Crohn's disease, wow. and I was like, yo, I'll play drums, and then. I've been playing drums ever since, like, in bands. You know what I mean?
0: Wow, so it was, like, out of necessity that they needed somebody to drum.
1: Yeah, and I just was doing it on the side. And then um, Eddie, I saw Eddie in the mall one day, and I was like, yo, are you playing in any bands? Because after we signed that shitty deal, something happened where we fucking got, like, dropped pretty much, but then they offered me Another contract, and I was like, Eddie, I need somebody, and he was like, Yo, I'll come through tonight. He came through and moved in, and that was it. And Eddie and I have been fucking ever since.
0: Eddie, were you in any projects before that?
1: Yes. Yeah. The best ones, you know that. Continue, Eddie. <laughs> that really is. Uh,
2: <laughs> that is how it happened there. Um, I'd say you know after after I met this kid licking deodorant, you know, um, <laughs> we did uh you know, probably a couple of years went by there, you know, and I was, uh, you know, I was, I'm a year older than Nick there, so, uh, you know, I I wandered around finding my way, but I did have a, a bunch of projects there that I had started before, you know, me and Nick really got serious, and, um, you know, these were these were kind of, like, these are big, like, uh, influences, I'd say, you know, I guess in, in, like, how I progressed through music, you know, um, music's always been, like, a Apart from me, I started like elementary school. I guess I started playing violin. Um, I've always been a string guy, man. I find band instruments like super annoying, super loud. Just, just, just it's always about the strings. Um, hell yeah, yeah. And then you know, I played that, I went all through high school with that, but you know, as my fingers got bigger, I just moved from like cello to like stand up bass, but uh. You know, I, I was never into, like, you know, going and competing in music competitions or, or really just, like, playing. I didn't want to play other music. Like, I don't want to play music other people composed. Um, you know, I was always just getting kicked out of orchestra for freestyling and, and, and just going you know, <laughs> just going off. Um, <laughs> she couldn't stand me. I walk in 10 minutes late and then just start shredding, like, the bass. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, I failed piano for that same reason. I was just like playing Eddie's band's parts on the piano, and <laughs> really, yeah, I'm I fucking because Eddie was in this sick ass band with a synth at one point, and I was like, Eddie, pa- Eddie's bands are the reason I passed guitar too because we were like, yo, this is a song from a local band, and we, I just played it as my final with this kid Dom, and they were just like, oh, sick, all right, you passed. So Eddie's bands, Eddie's <laughs> bands were Eddie was like. Alright, so, Eddie was the baby, and, like, I was a baby at the same time. Eddie was always the baby in, like, the sick-ass bands. And then, throughout that, like, I got tagged along. Eddie was always the guy that, if I had a new project coming up, like, I remember one time I was playing in this pop-punk band. I was, I don't know, probably, like, 10th grade, 11th grade. And, like, it was, like, a big deal, like... Oh, Eddie's coming over. He's going to see what this is about. You know what I mean? He came up into this fucking kid's attic and it was just us playing fucking, you know, shitty pop punk music. Like, but like, you know, I think that's a, that was a cool thing about Poughkeepsie. It was like, everybody kind of looked up to, or had respect for each other at a point where like, if you were, you know, known in the circuit, you know, where it was, it was very cool. Cause like. Growing up, my favorite bands were local bands at one point. You know what I mean? It was like, who do you look up to? And it's like, these guys, because I see them every week, and they're inspiring. me. You know what I mean? And Eddie was in a lot of those bands that I took a lot of like knowledge from. So it was like super cool when Eddie and I actually sat down and fucking started playing music together. Because, I mean, he's being modest, but the bands he were in were super sick for the time that they were going down. Yeah. Eddie, you know? tell me about some of those bands
2: so yeah i mean they're, they're, believe it or not i mean like the the local scene in Poughkeepsie used to used to be like awesome um I maybe started playing shows, I was probably like maybe fifteen wow, around there, like maybe fourteen fifteen something like that um there's a little place called Club Crannell there in Poughkeepsie mm-hmm. um And this this was the hardcore scene. And and, uh, I jumped in. I would met someone in, like, my grandma's neighborhood or something like that. This kid, he played bass. He didn't actually play bass. He just had a bass. And, uh, (laughs) and, uh, oh, God, it was the worst thing you'd ever heard. Um, I really just, like, picked up a guitar and was like, yeah, I play guitar. Let's start a band. But, um, you know, I was – I was like, it took off for me. Like, um, I just, I just dove into it. Like, um, with music music has always been like that thing for me. Um, and you know, it's a, it's a lot of just learning as I went. Um, definitely a lot of, a lot of crazy stuff, um, went on and stuff, but playing shows. I, I, I played so many shows growing up in Poughkeepsie.
1: Um, it was a point where it was like. I mean, between Eddie and I, both. I mean, we were playing every fucking week. I mean, it was get yeah, out. Yeah, it was. There yeah. was, and, and it, it, was it was a was sick show thing. too. Like there was never no bullshit show. It was like cool headliner, three locals, and like a lesser known band. And it, but that was every week. I mean, there wasn't a week where there wasn't a sick show going on. Damn, they yeah. need to bring that back. Oh yeah,
0: I
2: mean these things. I I can, I can recall. I mean, believe it or not, there there's a time I played at there's a place, the Loft in Poughkeepsie, and uh. I remember they played, we played Bury Your Dead in uh, Bring Me the Horizon,
1: which is <laughs> crazy. You know? I've seen Paramore wow. at the loft before. It's like, but that, that, yeah, it's like Paramore. Like, I remember it was, who would have fucking, thought? I remember thought, yeah, like,
2: Haley Williams, she, like little Haley Williams, in a van, out for like asking for a cigarette. Yeah, like, it's fucking nuts. Uh, yeah, they're so small. But just such, so many good times, man. I remember, I mean, of course, there was this whole learning process. Um, but yeah, just getting on stage was like that thing that I found. It's just like a it's like a drug for me and it's just uh it's a real weird thing where some people, you know, I I find more anxiety sometimes in just like public situations more so than I do like getting on stage in front of people that that doesn't exist. Yeah, it becomes and,
0: uh, like natural at a certain point. Yeah. They're it's like yeah. It's really an art and a passion. A lot of people find and, comfort
1: in it. Oh, it's awesome. 100%. It's like 100%. I always like think about like the like, you prepare for this show, and, you like, you go crazy, and you're fucking, you know, everything is what it is. But, like, when you're on stage, like, you know, like, I don't know if you guys know much about skateboarding, but there's always, like, that blackout moment, like, when they're going to hit, like, a big, like, rail or something like that. They land it, but they can't tell you what happened. It's, like, unless something mm-hmm. bad goes on, like, when my in-ears blew out or something goes on, I I literally can't tell you what happened during that set because it goes by so fucking quick. And, like, you know, I mean, there hasn't there yet to be something that matches that feeling you know what i mean it's it's definitely a
0: blackout yeah i i don't remember a lot being on stage i remember getting ready and i remember getting off stage Mm -hmm. i don't remember a whole lot of what goes on yeah
1: no 100 percent. like not like like some
0: blackout phenomenon
1: you know there's like a light switch that flicks yeah, and unless there's like some added pressure for bullshit, that's the only time that I'm ever like I can calculate every time of the set. You know what I mean? Like if a set's going very smooth, that shit's fucking. You know, I I really honestly couldn't tell you a goddamn thing that goes on.
2: Yeah. And we know. I mean, there's, <laughs> there's an energy. There's an energy that can be felt like a fo- a force, like a motion. When it, when like just like the when you compose something and all like all five of people just putting it together and hearing it all together at one in real time. I mean, there's there's like a definitely an energy when it's in time and it's right and uh you know that that kind of i mean for me that just allows like you know my body just moves with that and it's 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 just a beautiful thing yeah it's really cool you know you know when you find that one thing and just like that's that one thing that i've always been drawn to and uh it hasn't left it's really it's really it's cool i plan on doing it for a very long time so
0: absolutely so guys uh talk to me about the bands or yeah the band how many bands were you guys in together at first it's
1: just been what three three four oh just three <laughs> well that first one the second one the hardcore one and then eddie joined haven for a second and then this one so this is four
0: wow so been, like walk projects. me through oh yeah and then the... there's been a
1: bunch of other bullshit projects like oh yeah serious ones like serious serious ones like eddie and i would just go to the studio and like we'd have nothing and we'd just go in the studio take it take a day and just come out with something like and like we were fucking around with this shit called Paramount for a second. We we're fucking around with a bunch of stuff. I mean, it was just Eddie that's nothing. Like Eddie's talking about that feeling, that motion of feeling. And uh mm-hmm. once you find somebody that's like that person that is just easy to be around, you don't have to stress anything. Like and everything's just natural. You don't give a fuck if you're fucking up. And there's a vibe that you feel and you can can, can connect connect with somebody. And that's that's who Eddie's always been. Like even when eddie moved away you know i was like it it was kind of like because he moved down to south carolina it was kind of like because i was doing music by myself up here and with other people and it was kind of like i was missing an element because he's like my check you know what i mean like should I just take this bass kind of thing like give me a sign because he's he's really good at we're really good at working off each other and that's another thing eddie and i talk about is like after we play together like all of us and and what makes sense it's it's like a very uh it's a very once we're once we're all connected it 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 feels like a wall like you can actually feel that movement and it's sick as fuck you're
0: right
2: yeah no and that and that's what that's what you know that's what it's all about i think that's what that's what we're chasing i mean the first my my first serious band i played in was it was a local band called the last of our kind and um you know i'll I'll always reference this band and this model because there was just you know we were young and we didn't know what the hell we were doing and we were just like we were just bad young kids. And um <laughs> and uh but there was a chemistry there, you know, and it, it's it's hard to explain. It's just like no matter what, we were just like learning as we went and no matter what someone wrote something, like we were all on the same page. I thought it was the sickest thing ever. And uh that, that's really I f I that's where I brought orchestration in and I thought it was really cool because this this kind of stuff was just popping off at the time of like hardcore music with this orchestration behind it. And um, I remember I bought I bought uh, some shitty MIDI keyboard. I didn't really know what MIDI was, and uh, stole Reason Four. I don't I don't know how I managed to even make it work uh, on this laptop, but yeah, I, that's where I started finding like sample based like virtual instrument stuff. And uh, it, it, that's, that's 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 like uh, always been my passion, my love. I'll, I'll sit there like a weirdo just moving little dots around and uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, just really con- connect with orchestration. So yeah um but me and nick have always had that chemistry that 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 i felt there and it's always just been me and nick and we've we've brought some other people in and some projects but we've never been able to find a chemistry there and 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 that's that was the one time i saw it i'll know it i know it when i feel it and uh you know i've taken some years off hoping uh to find that again and it's been really cool you know me and you guys and jamming with everything because we're getting there and uh definitely i can feel that energy a lot and that chemistry is the most important um the, the most important thing i no, 100% i agree with that
0: yeah. i i i too um what were some of like in the bands that you guys played with what was the worst show or like it could be like worst venue or maybe like worst bands that you played with um you know that sticks out in your mind and then on the other end of that what was like the best show that you've ever played where like everything went well, crowd was feeling it, you had a sick lineup. Tell me all about it. I have
1: it. two that come to mind. Uh, one of them is we, we're supposed to play a show. This is
0: a, Which one is this? Is mm-hmm. this worst or best? Huh?
1: No, this is worse. This, I mean, this is one of the worst. Okay. We're supposed to play a show on St. Patrick's <laughs> Day. So fucking we drive out to Connecticut and they never notify us that the show gets canceled. So, like, we were sitting in the parking lot for dumb long, like, waiting for the doors to open. Nothing happened. Ooh. So then, finally, they, like, hit us up, like, yo, show's canceled. We're like, all right, whatever. Eddie and I fucking, you know, we get home. We go to a party, blah, blah, blah. This show gets rescheduled. We show up, and the guy's like, yo, where are my ticket sales at? And we're like, nah, bro. And we're outside. There's, like, a bunch of juggalos out there. He has, like, a tattoo of Eminem ripping, like, a juggalo ripping Eminem's face off on his back. Like, full back piece of. It it's just fucking insane. Yeah, people with like no teeth walking around. And so we get wow. there, and I mean, it was a good set, but like we almost had to fight the promoter because the dude was just fucking absurd. Like you know, you could tell he was losing the venue, and he needed some money. Mm-hmm. And like, because I think it was like the second to last show they ever put on. And it, I mean, it was it was fucking crazy because he's like pressing me outside for money, and we're like, nah, bro, we don't. We, there was no ticket sales. Like you, we never received any, and they never specified nothing. <laughs> So we almost got into a fight with that guy.
0: You were about to fight the the whole like
1: (laughs) crew of juggalos fucking. um, And then to top it off, we leave two guitars. We left a a brand new fender and a fucking Gibson Les Paul at the venue. And yeah. Oh oh no. And that, that sucked. And then. Dude. Yeah. The other show was prior Eddie, but that's what got me and Eddie to start playing music together. Like, seriously i was we were playing six flags it was at this festival the lady comes up to us and she's just like yo the park's at full capacity no cursing like be smart like just play your set you know we signed a contract it was like a 45 minute long set we were the last band of the night and it was cool so you guys yeah, were headlining i mean i wouldn't con- consider it like headline Whoa. headline but i think it was just like I don't know how they fucking pulled the straws for that show, but I mean, it was a big show and we're fucking sitting there and we play one song and the singer like never sings. And I was like, what the fuck is going on? So I'm like, all right, this is cool. Go to the next song. He starts singing halfway through. He's like, oh, I fucked that song up. So now he just told the crowd he fucked it up. And Six Flags was like, the only thing they said was like, don't be vulgar. Like, and yeah. He fucking was vulgarish it. And then he played one more song, unplugged the guitar and walked off stage. And that was like probably under nine minutes that all that went down. What was the deal? He just got spooked, I think. I don't know what happened. I'm not sure what was going on. But like, I mean, this band we never even met before. Like, I went to go fucking punch him in the head. This motherfucker, this band came up to me like, yo, don't do it. And they fucking grabbed me. I mean, I'm still cool with the guys because like, they knew how pissed I was. Like, every, like it wasn't just me. It was like the fucking, it was our bass player. We were only a three piece at the time, and it was fucking crazy. And then that's when the people called me and was like, "Hey, can you put a band together and come record down here?" And I was like, "Yeah, like let's get it." And that's when Eddie and I went and recorded our first album. But that that was definitely well, a shitty experience because like, you're like, "Fuck me," you know what I mean? You mm-hmm. also have to do because everything's out of your hands as as a drummer. You can't do anything, you know what I mean, like, you just can't step up to bat, you know you got to fucking just go with the flow. yeah fucking you know I mean you can't sing and then not have fucking guitars playing <laughs> I mean
2: there's definitely been a lot this, of shitty like shitty experiences and and this has definitely oh.
1: been a learning process, but
2: uh i mean it's 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 awesome it's it's an awesome process. there's a reason you keep coming back and
0: uh yeah, so what's been some of like the best shows that you guys have played? Um best shows.
2: I mean I, I've had mm-hmm. I mean like uh even my first few local bands too. I remember uh oh, I have such good memories of playing local scene. Yeah. Um my my band like after you know my first band last for I was in a band Fairwell to Fairview mm-hmm. and uh, to Fairview course I was like Yeah, <laughs> yeah, my friend Joey <laughs> because of <course>. amazing singer <laughs> Oh, this band what an organized operation like th- this band was just tight everyone was on the same page but uh that that's that's a show I can definitely remember at the loft there is uh we did a uh, like a farewell show and I remember we did like a story of the year cover till the day I die and it, everything just felt Ooh. so odd it was so comfortable like everything just moved like butter and uh I remember just feeling real real confident and uh just real real on top of everything right there as so. well. But there's also been a million shitty experiences as well. Yeah.
1: All I'll those million th- shitty experiences have
2: led up to this. Let right me tell here. you an
1: Eddie and, shitty uh, experience because as a, as <laughs> a, I um, I always bring this up to him and I think it pisses him off, but okay. So I was a little ass kid. I was probably like, oh don't know, 15, 14, whatever. I don't know. But I was working, you know, uh, fixing up a house that my dad had. And I was like, yo, bro, stop by, drop off a ticket. I got my lunch money. Like, what up? You know? So he comes by in this shitty ass fucking car, gives me a ticket. I'm like sick. I fucking run to my grandma's house. It's down the street. Take a shower. Get to the venue. I'm fucking tired and shit. He can't get his keyboard to start. The fucking chance is like packed out because there's like this break competition to play bamboozle. They get on stage. Fucking yeah, I remember that. Oh god, this fucking rigged ass. Eddie fucking (laughs) Eddie can't get his keyboard to play, and without his keyboard, there's no samples. So fucking. He's paced back and forth. Hell's breaking loose. It's like a half hour. They go on stage, play three songs, and then bounce. Reason for I was it, like, huh? what the fuck? I was like, I, <laughs> all this shit, and you guys are going to play three songs, and one's a Lincoln Park cover? I was like, fuck you. I was tight. I was pissed. <laughs> and he was like, my keyboard didn't work.
2: <laughs> See, that, that was part of the fact that I, I didn't, I've never been very tech savvy with equipment and things like that i mean music's always just been about playing and like i just just please plug it in and let me wild the fuck out but um yeah, there was always some technical errors like that when i when i first started with with Sense, i i remember that too and i was um, so mad oh god how I, many I, I maybe maybe three times i fell off stage before What? i've probably
1: broken about 27 keyboards <laughs> dude i Oh my god! When I threw Man. my bass through the loft ceiling one time. that just it was leaking, and my I threw it up over my shoulder, and the fucking neck went right through the ceiling. <laughs> Got stuck there. There's just so much stupid <laughs> shit. But then there's like sick ones, like Eddie was saying. Like I remember, um, right before Eddie joined, the first time, like the first band we played this show, and I want to say it was just surrender. And then they're like, the store so far was just popping off, and they were like, hey, can we? pull through like we have an off day and we're like right here and story so far showed up and i mean it place got buck you know what i mean and then because like yeah. people were just hyped on it and, like that's an experience that you're like of I'll go, course in it, it, it's in the loft you know what i mean what year was this, this is probably 2012 2000 like it was right after i graduated they were right big and like,
2: poughkeepsie was awesome for yeah, years they were
0: like, still big like that i know it was crazy yeah they weren't just like starting out though no, but it was, <laughs> it was like it was like <laughs> it was like
1: right at the pop like it was like with like quicksand and like Rome was like huge. You know what I mean? <laughs> like it was like, right. Oh, I would have killed to hear yeah, that. It was super sick. And you know, what was another cool one was Eddie's first, not, not first band, but like, it was like a weird period band. Like where, like this is, this is the era when I licked deodorant. My band was playing the same bill <laughs> as the band that was having their farewell show, not farewell to fair but a different one. And fucking Mm. just because of like how loved that band was like, there were so many people there, you know what I mean? And it was just a good vibe. And like, everybody was like homies. And I just remember like the whole loft being fucking packed out and then everybody on stage at the end. I mean, it was, that was a good vibe. That was a very cool cause it was, and it was with the punches first show. Like there was a lot of cool fucking, no way. I want to say it was their first show or their CD release. I'm not sure. Don't quote me on it, but it's one of the two of them, but yeah, it was, it was pretty wild because Eddie's band played fucked the place like we played Eddie's band played and then with the punches went on after that but i mean i think the 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 main event was when Eddie's band played because i mean it was sick everybody was on stage fucking going ham singing songs like at one point they just stopped playing music and everyone just sang the last chorus together i mean it was sick it was a cool feeling oh, cuz like that's so gnarly cool. that,
2: that's that's the feeling that's what i mean that's that's what you live for that that shit on stage there and and like just knowing you can move people with your music and um
0: that's so powerful
2: it's yeah no it is that's uh, that's a powerful ability for anyone who's a
1: musician to have Mm -hmm. um you hold some serious power if you can uh if you can harness that yeah that's always been the sickest shit is like when especially when people come up to you and like because whatever little bit of success eddie and i have had regardless like if it's bands or if it's even like hip-hop or recording people satisfying people by satisfying yourself is like the most selfish form of of giving you know what i mean like yeah because like i'm sitting here just like you don't know what you guys are doing for me but you're over here saying like thank you like this is what you're doing for me blah blah, blah. it's like it, it it reciprocates itself i mean it's it's oh it's insane
2: sometimes because <clears throat> it 100% like um you know the, the, that that song is first and foremost for me and there, there's probably, I've probably spent a thousand hours with that song all night, you know, sitting up, like, that is what I hear, that's what I feel, and um, the fact that it comes out, and you can feel something from it, too, mm-hmm. um, that's, that's like, that's awesome, yeah. and and you know, uh, if I can do that, too, that that's amazing, I mean, even, like, one or a few people, but I, I've just always uh, been able to feel a lot of emotion in music, and just always, you know, end up being able to express that through through playing and stuff and and people feel that when you can do that you know yeah
0: well i'm like yeah i'm like the rookie in this and it it's you know in this band cuz i haven't you know had a chance to play in a band where we were real we were really immersed in like a local scene mm-hmm. and it's really cool to hear like how you guys started with that grew it there organically mm-hmm. um just through playing like rad music and people liked it And then like expanding from
2: there. I take a lot of things. I mean, I take a lot of things for granted like that. I I have done a lot. of. It's been very cool to, to be able to play shows and stuff. That's not a thing. A lot of people get to do. And I have done a lot of things No, like, Uh, but I'm still not done. And still haven't gotten to where
1: I uh, wanted to be. So, but that's the thing too. It's like, look out when we were growing up, like in the local scene, it wasn't about like, yo, if your band was super tight, it was just that people were excited to see. All right so today I was think I know we're going to try and keep this under by nine 30, but today I was thinking, Oh, no, we're work. good. We're good. When we're I- going, keep going. When I was talking, um, today I posted, I forgot what I posted. Oh yeah. Something about music, bring back smells. Right. Because like, I'm I, like the way I reminisce Dude, is like, right. bring back a smell. So, but then I started thinking about like, when I first found the type of music that I identified with, like growing up, I was like very, very, you know, into like classic metal and like hard rock. And then my mom's side was like R&B and stuff like that. So I had all that shit and like country, but I had all that over in this spot. I remember one night my cousin Carmela came over. We're probably 12, 12, right? And she's a year older than me. And we're sitting there and she's sleeping over and she goes, I can only go to bed if I have loud music playing. And she puts in her fucking headphones and fucking – it's Hawthorne Heights. And I was like, what the fuck is that? You know what I mean? Because at the time, I was – my Uncle John gave me like eight CDs that were just fucking filled with burnt ass like – but they were like DVRs or whatever. So they could hold like mad memory, like mad storage. So they Mm. all had like dumb amounts of music on it. So like I was listening to like what my parents introduced me to and then this like Swedish black metal. You know what I mean? And I was like super into like, like the aggressiveness of it. But then when I heard Hawthorne Nights, I was like, they're screaming. It sounds modern. It's like shit that I can relate to. And I remember like hearing that. And then the next morning, I was like, yo, because that night I was like, yo, me too. You know what I mean? But I probably put like Sync on and my headphones was like, whatever. <clears throat> but the next day she like showed me this website, Pure Volume, and fucking started showing me like all these bands in the local area that she was just finding out about. You know what I mean? that excited me because when you're a kid and you're watching and you're learning about music, you see like the grand stage, you know what I mean? Like you don't see what's going on underneath it. So nothing really seems like tangible. And then as soon as you have that moment of realization, where like, I can be doing this. You know what I mean? It fucking, yeah. you know, it, it's a fucking spark in your brain that goes crazy. And like I, the, the year after I was in my first band, and then the year after that I was playing shows. I mean, it was it was fucking sick. I remember <laughs> I I Carmela really fucking sparked it all for me because like it was as obviously Hawthorne Heights is not the pinnacle of what I find music being, but it it's what sparked my interest in finding and discovering music of my own, which ended up putting me in situations where I was running into people like Eddie and all these people that inspired me growing up. I mean, you know, and and just because of growing up around music i mean we eddie and i had the studio it wasn't just eddie and I it was a bunch of friends of ours that we had the studio above a, a a fucking shop and everybody knew each other from playing shows and being in the music scene we'd get together smoke cigarettes drink beer party have a good time but like you know reserved i mean there was no like craziness but fucking – and just write music all fucking night, and it was the sickest thing. And it's all organic just based off of just wanting to share the same priority, and that's make shit that makes you feel something. You know what I mean? Like I'm new to this pop punk stuff, like honest to God. Like I played in heavy bands. I played in like popular bands, but like this pop punk stuff's different. You know what I mean? And it's cool learning with you guys because like it seems like a lot of you guys like – especially you, Avery, and Adam have like a very – um good grasp on this genre you know what i mean where like for me it's it's kind of new you know it's different and it's sick i mean that, that but that's that's it goes back to like what eddie was saying like it's all learning experience to get you to someplace else
2: definitely and, and i'd say like every project before this and every every like uh person along the way that i've had like the pleasure of playing with like i've definitely uh i've, I've learned so much from like all these experiences and all these people Uh, it's a result of all that so um,
0: yeah and i think a a big part of it if i can add my two cents is just asking like a ton of questions about it because i'm i'm very new to like the pop punk scene like i had never really played in that much of a pop punk band i guess you could say (laughs) um and so It was cool just like when we, you know, for example, we stayed over at um, a band called Goalkeeper. We stayed over um, at Mark, their uh, guitarist's um, house one night. And like literally it was us and another band, Real Talk, who were like really good friends with. Amazing band. And, you know, I I was just listening to them. (laughs) I was sleeping on the floor right next to the table that they were talking at. Actually, yeah, right next to you guys, too. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) that floor was unforgiving but
1: i loved it fuck you guys
0: like it was cool to hear from those guys because they share the same exact energy that we have um like they all work day jobs we all do you know music doesn't pay the bills like it used to you know unless you're producing top 40 stuff but like that would be selling out and that would not be you know enjoyable for us i don't think so Baby, it's you cool talk to yourself
1: like... in that aspect. I, I will fucking, I will sell out uh, tomorrow.
2: <laughs> there's just a passion. There's a passion. It's, it's Undec- a passion to play but, music. Yeah, it's no, a, it's, I heard. It's a drug, uh, man. It's a drug. It it's a drug. Yeah. And it, it, there's no i like it being on stage, like when that when that light switch flicks. Yeah, and, uh, dude, go- it keeps me coming back. I'm a fucking. I mean, if there's anything that 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 I'm hooked on, it's that for sure. Oh that feeling. man.
0: Yeah, those are just guys in, like, Real Talk, too. And, like, those are guys who are doing it for the love of it. Mm -hmm. Like, we're not making a lot of money when we pull up to these venues. I've played shows where I made $10 a night. I've played shows where I didn't make any money. Um I honestly
2: and... never even think about it like it's yeah it never yeah. really made any money playing a show and it's just like never <laughs> i hope to one day but i never a picture i never like uh expect it anymore i'm just i'm i'm there to show up and execute there's been times Dude, where 100%. eddie and i looked
1: at each other and been like how the fuck are we getting home like yeah like that's home oh, really yeah, like we played a show in brooklyn we were broke-ass pizza delivery drivers at this time like we had our chicks with us we played a show in brooklyn nobody came out the Fucking skin on the kick drum because it was a fucking back line. Skin on the kick drum fucking caved in as soon as the set started. So I had no kick drum that whole fucking night. And then we had no money. The dude didn't pay us. So we ran down the street to a strip club. It was like a strip club bar. And fucking was like, yo, what can we get if we play? And they're like 60 bucks. And we we're like, all right, we're doing it. And we were like in like – it was like a pop rock kind of band. And fucking – all they kept saying was "turn down, turn down, turn down." We fucking end up playing like a fucking jazz set while there was like, but that was but still the energy yeah. we play that I play that show
2: like as if we played a show for like three fifty. Oh, like 100%. right there. Dude. It's definitely we're always gonna put a performance on like that because that's something you can't. That's something I you can't control. You know, you can't control that that energy that comes out, and that's always been a big, big part of what we do. Our live show and the energy that we're able to, to transmit like to, to the crowd, you know, even if they don't know us or don't even, even if they don't dig the music, you know, you can't, uh, we're going to make you move. Yeah. You can
1: trick an uh, audience. Like even you're going to feel something,
2: not trick an audience, I hope, I really, I hope, you know, and uh, you know, put as much passion, you know, display the passion that you put into making that music, you know, that's, that's a big part of it too. I think a lot, it falls off sometimes performance wise. That, that, that's the way you, you give what you made to, to people or the way you display it, like a book, like a painting, like anything is, is, is just as important. So make sure that's accurate as well.
0: Damn, man, that that's deep. I couldn't have said it any better, but, um, guys, we're, we're coming up on time right now. Um, I just wanted to get any final thoughts. Is there anything else that you want people to know about, you know, you or, um, you know, what you enjoy, or you know, maybe things to listen to or look forward to. Um, side note I, I'm i gonna put a pin in the uh the uh, legal discussion and also the um Nick, your production sc- discussion for the next time I have you guys on. Definitely gonna have you guys on because this has been awesome. But any final thoughts?
1: Um, I'm single, I enjoy long walks on the beach, um, I'm allergic <laughs> to the cats and dogs, and uh, what makes sense is on all your streaming platforms, we have a video on YouTube. And if you could come out to a show, pick up some merch, it would be sick because we're trying to make this thing work, and without the help of you guys, it's not going to happen. So it'd be appreciated if ladies, you could do any of those, ladies, please. But ladies, ladies, please, this is getting ridiculous. It's been <laughs> quite a while, and um,
2: DM me, please. We'll work something out. Please, we'll work out a deal because your boy's hurting.
1: <laughs>
2: Long walks on the beach. Hey, man! Thank you so much for. uh, for for having us on here today, this is really cool, and I I'm hope we continue doing. That. Yeah, we'll, we'll see Yo, you it practice
1: sometime when quarantine. It's, it's been day awesome. Day. Yeah,
0: <laughs> I'll see you guys soon once this is over.
1: this is
2: quarantine man.
0: Stay safe, everyone out there. Stay safe as well. All right, Aaron. All right, have a good one,
2: you guys. Too. Sleep tight. you too, man. Good to go.